0: He's not a prisoner unless I take him prisoner. I plan to let him bleed out? He needs a surgeon. We have to take him in. We are representing the United States of America. Who are we? <laughs> We're in here. Let them collect their dead. We're human. Clear off of me! They're coming. Jack, right. Jeff in Las Vegas. Good morning.
1: Hey, good to talk to you. Thank good you. to talk to
0: you too, man. Really excited. Man, I love your film. man. I love Foxhole. Just fantastic. What a great accomplishment.
1: I really appreciate that. Thank you.
0: So you started making films when you were 15. You know, same as me, you know, but I'm old school. I made them on eight millimeter film, you know, back in the wow. 80s when I was in high school. Yeah. Generation X. And you just your generation in the digital age. I'm so envious because even in film school, I'm cutting trims off 16 millimeter films and and shooting with bolexes and you know I, I got so I got the best of both worlds but man yeah. just the digital age you have this freedom now that affordability too that you can make films at such a young age right
1: yeah no absolutely and you know we couldn't have, we could never have done this movie if not for for digital digital cameras and all of that and digital editing too I just it's funny you're talking about splicing 16 because I just made a short film where we edited on the Steenbeck's and finished on film, and because I'm in college here, I'm finishing my my senior year at Wesleyan, and that here we do that. We shoot on 16, we shoot on the Bolex. and we we cut physically. And I, you know, I learned oh. so much doing that though, because I had made these movies, you know, and edited in Premiere, and and you know, it just it, it all felt kind of transactional now in retrospect compared to when you have so much so much time goes into every single choice that you make when you're editing physical film and it's all so much more consequential uh so you you know you make more careful choices and i'm definitely going to carry that onwards you know dude
0: i used a steam back a big flatbed thing editing my films i used a moviola we had those stand-up
1: moviolas at unlv
0: and uh final cut by the way not premiere um but (laughs) i'll fight you um was there a moment for you jack when you wanted to be a filmmaker. For me, I was 11 and you know, kids think movies are real, right? You know, but there's yeah. that moment in your life where all of a sudden they're not pretending anymore. So I was watching Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah, I'm dating myself, uh, in the theater. And I saw a director. I'm like, For the first time, I thought to myself, what, what are these jobs? I mean, people make these movies. So that was like a, a turning point for me, ordering catalogs from USC and CalArts for the next four or five years, you know? Yeah. And uh, so was there a moment for you when, you know, that there the light went off that you wanted to be a filmmaker?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I was, I was raised in a household of filmmakers. My mom is a stop motion animator and a production designer. And my dad is a horror filmmaker and actor and, and everything, you know, he does everything. And, uh, and so it was just the, the energy of the household was, was filmmaking. That was our form of play. When I was a kid, I would run outside with my point and shoot camera and my friends and so it started as a form of play, and then I think when I was in my early teens, like 12 or 13, I started to realize that this, you know, I wanted my next one to be to be real. Like, I, I wanted it to be a real movie. I didn't want it to just be one of these things I'd made before. And uh, I shot a, a zombie buddy movie in, in 2013 with my friend Alex Hoffman. And, you know, I remember the feeling of when it was finished and it wasn't a real movie yet. I was just so frustrated. That couldn't be right. So then I had to do it again you know, I needed it to be, I needed it to look like a real movie. And so, um, yeah, I just had this thirst for it, I think. And, you know, I also got the, got the experience of having it show at a festival and having an audience of, you know, a room full of people that wasn't my family and friends. And that was, you know, I was kind of hooked on that feeling. It was felt I, really special.
0: I know that feeling too. So, yeah. um, your latest movie Foxhole inspired by a real life family man, this was an ambitious shoot. I mean, period settings, costumes, special effects. Did you have a lot of sleepless nights? I just, as a filmmaker myself, I, I, I don't know if I could ever sleep.
1: Yeah. So you know, I felt once production was underway, I just, you just kind of ride the wave and, you know, I'm, I'm lucky that I, I can get a good night's sleep under pressure, but it was a, yeah, it was a hard shoot. We had to do it very quickly. Um, we only, we had only five days per war to shoot it um so we, we started in the civil war we basically dug a hole in a field the, the one that's behind you that picture we <laughs> dug a hole in a field and we put a huge tent up over it so we could conde- we could uh, trap in uh light and control the light keep the rain out keep the wind out uh, but also trap this fog that i was obsessed with for the civil war part <laughs> It turned to be a whole nightmare in post-production we had to do a bunch of rotoscoping but, um, so, yeah, we shot in this tent and we had only five days per war because over the weekend, the art department would churn up this earth and change the set into the next time period. And there was no going back.
0: No going back. So we, yeah. we
1: shot it in order. Um, and then we, that, for the last one, we parked the Humvee in the tent and blasted light through the windows. And that was that was that. And then uh, for one day, we got the crew and cast to fly out to L.A. to shoot in that desert for when they bust out of the Humvee at the right. end. Uh, I was, I
0: was going to say that looked a little, that, that kind of looked different than the other settings, you know, that, that right. was, that's a great shot. You know, it reminds me of a movie. I'm a classic movie fan, big time. And uh, there's a movie called Battleground in, from 1949. Have you seen this? Yeah,
1: it's so funny. You know, someone just told me to watch that after, yeah. after seeing Foxhole. I got to see it.
0: Yeah, because it stars Van Johnson and it's all about the Battle of the Bulge, but a majority of the movie, they're in foxholes. I mean, they're, yeah. they're sitting there in the Ardennes Forest with the snow around them being surmounted and there it's all these different storylines. They're always in Foxhole. So that reminded me a lot of your, oh, that's
1: beautiful. I actually really want to see that. I, you know, it, it, it's funny they say about battle, battle of the bulge, because that is the, the true story that inspired this, uh, this movie was, t- took place at the battle of the bulge. What happened was um, my grandfather, my mom's dad had, had recently passed away in 2014. And then she told me this story of her, her dad's uh, comrade in, in uh, World War uh, II, who was sheltering in, in a foxhole and Battle of the Bulge uh, during artillery fire when a German soldier jumped into the hole. So there's a German and American in a foxhole. And uh, instead of drawing their weapons, uh, the German end up speaking English very well, and they talked, they, they sort of shared shared the night in there as they were sheltering in place, and they had a lot in common. And uh, at dawn, they parted ways, and uh, and then many years later, back in the states the 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 american guy morton is just in his hometown in upstate new york and he notices there's a guy following him in the convenience store and he turns to confront him and it's the german and he says do you remember me wow yeah. he says of course I'll, I'll how never could forget you forget you. And right the two men yeah they remained uh, connected through their whole lives and so i heard that story when i was 14 and i just thought well this is this is too good i mean i have to make a movie out of this i was very touched by it it's a great um, story yeah, and ironically, it feels like the most unlikely thing that happens in the movie. You know, it might not even be real in the movie, but it's the only part that's true. That's, that's so that was that was the seed of the story. And uh, then I made another movie in the meantime, Stray Bullets. But then after that was done, I, I came back around a foxhole and I figured, well, I want to make another feature, but this is too short for that. So I'll just do it three times and three different time <laughs> periods. And that was the beginning of that. And,
0: uh, and so. you shot in Woodstock, New York, where... Yeah. And you're also having the premiere, right? At the Woodstock Film Festival?
1: That happened last year. Yeah, that's when that already happened. Yeah, so yeah, isn't that kind
0: yeah. of icing on the cake to shoot it in Woodstock and then have the premiere? Oh yeah, no, it's,
1: it's such a it's such a cozy feeling up there. And Mayra from the festival has always been so supportive of me. Man. Um, Mila,
0: yeah. Man, you are out of the gate running. You're one to watch. I'm telling you, man, congratulations. What an Thank amazing you, film. Gotta leave you with, I'm a MASH fan, you know? And there's a great episode where Harry Morgan is like a crazy general and he's yeah. inspecting the troops. And he comes across Father Mulcahy and out of blue, just goes, "There are no atheists in foxholes." <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I had to throw that one in the movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: and he's like, "I've heard that," <laughs> you know. So, yeah. man, I just love your attention to detail and uh, fantastic storytelling, Jack. Thanks so much, man. Let's talk again soon.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, thank you, Jeffrey. Appreciate it. <laughs>